seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless soul, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless soul, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. Yep, we're here. We're back. Another episode of The Hopeless Show. And uh, today's theme, I think, goes hand in hand with everybody in the world right now. The theme is Off Their Rocker. So we're going to be connecting things because we think most people are off their rocker, probably including ourselves. And How are you doing, Rowett? Good. And in terms of rocker, just for point of clarification, Aaron, I think we're referring to beloved family-friendly 1990s Atlanta Braves reliever, John Rocker? <laughs> yes. John, yeah, he was uh, the legend of the New York subway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Really, what a guy. What yeah, a kind. Yes, yes. Should we just, should we see what is John Rocker up to right now? Yes, yes. <clears throat> I think we need to know. What What is the the great... Well, he has an Instagram, so let's go to his Instagram. What did he last post about? Uh, whoa, okay. This is a lot. <laughs> um, welcome to the real John Rocker. Well, can you guess how many, fo- yeah. how many followers he has? 14,000. 3,000. Oh. Um, now... He ha- it looks like he has a a wife or girlfriend who let's just say she's um, well endowed. Yes, very very intelligent. And he's throwing some parties, and yeah, he's huge. He's doing a comedy. He's also uh, doing stand up comedy now. So I uh, uh, and he shot a deer. He's a bit. He's big into guns, which comes as zero surprise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's got a voluptuous, <laughs> voluptuous wife, uh, doing stand-up comedy, and uh, shooting. Lo- oh my God! He's. If you're in uh, Peta Peta, you do not want to go to his his Instagram. And for those who don't know, John Rocker was a reliever for the Braves who turned out to be racist. Um, not mildly racist, just extremely, um, extremely racist. I, and I think I've told the story on the show before. I once waited on him when I was a waiter at Martell's Tiki bar on the Jersey shore in Point Pleasant, you New did. Jersey. Yeah. And did you say you're a huge Stan? Uh, no, I told him, uh, I hate the Yankees. I know you do too. Would you mind signing my cocktail napkin? Um, and he's like, hell yeah. And, um, cause I'm a Baltimore <laughs> Orioles fan. And, um, so he signed that. It said, to Rohit, fuck the Yankees, and then John Rocker scribbled in his classic signature, and I treasured that. Yeah. Do you still have it? Uh, it's got to be somewhere in my dad's house. So, because that is, you know, there's life, there's life, um, you know, life moments, mm-hmm. and then there's that. Yeah. There's, you know, there's like your wedding, your... You know, the day you graduated high school, college, your first car, 
buying your first home, um, which we'll get to later. It's a little bit of tease. And then there's meeting John Rocker. These are life's moments. Well, let's, uh, well, what else has been going on? Cause, oh, oh, we do have a, I, I, cause we were off on a tangent there. We have uh, unfortunate news. Uh, our guest to today's show is going to be uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein, but unfortunately she passed this week. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a terrible loss. We were so excited to have her on the show and, you know, she leaves behind a family um, and as a public servant has, you know, served for many decades um, and really served the state of California. And she leaves behind, you know, this family um, and a $100 million portfolio to her four daughters, which includes a $60 million private jet, a $21 million San Francisco mansion, a $7.4 million Washington, D.C. home, a $5 million Hawaii home and $70 million cash in the bank. So um, we really, you know, we hope they're going to be OK. Um, and we were excited to ask her about all of those properties. Yes, and exactly. Yeah. Just as a public servant, you've seemed to have done really well for yourself. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace. And well, another guest that we Diane. can't, that we had to cancel. We have, we can't, can't yeah. quite get her on, but we'll, we'll get, get a good one next week. Yeah. And, uh, and so Roy, just a couple quick, well, can I tell you one thing that I, that I saw this week that I, uh, speaking of death that I, uh, I recommend to people. Uh, was it a public beheading? Yes. Uh, but that that's, uh, I, I don't want to talk about the best things. I'm talking about a good thing. Yeah, yeah. we're trying to bury the lead here. But yeah. Bury the lead. Yeah. I, uh, I saw a play in New York that a friend re- recommended, and he, his friend was in it, <clears throat> called uh, Titanic. Have you heard of this play? It's funny you say that. I heard, uh, I've heard of it from another friend group that was raving about it but i want to hear your take because i actually don't even know what it's truly about i still don't know what it's truly about and i saw it but the first like 30 it's about celine dion going to the titanic museum and then saying that she has her own version of the titanic story to tell because she was on the titanic so yeah i don't know exactly what it was about the first 20 to 30 minutes i i wasn't there I was very confused, actually, what the hell it was. And then uh, I want to give a shout out. This guy, um, I think he's Drew Drogi, um, is, uh, who's my friend's friend, is uh, like does this monologue that was so damn funny, a lot of improv, but vi- like so funny that then I was in. Like he had me on the floor laughing, and then the thing just gets so absurd, and the cast was so talented. Like their voices, they're just like the, the comedy. The you, they try to break each other in the show too. If you don't know what breaking is, it's like when you try to get someone to laugh when they're not supposed to laugh. Okay. And so the cast is like doing that during it. They're just messing with each other. So it was, it was a ride. If you want to see like a romp. Uh, See Titanic. It's on 15th and Irving Plaza. I forget the name of the theater in New York. So if you're in New York, check it out. And uh, man, it was wild. It's I've never seen I, I've never seen a play quite like uh, this experience. Well, I'll be in New York next week for work. I don't know if I'll be able to find time for it unless they got a a, a like an 11 p.m. show or something like that. Um, but. I definitely well, next at some point it's going to be running till June at least. Oh, great! So great. there's a ton of time for this. Love, but I, uh, and then one other thing, Rohit, I have exciting news. What you got? Um, 
next week on this show, we will finally get to do our dad's ultra right beer taste testing. (gasps) It came. Yes. And so will we. Yeah. It's uh, the, for those who didn't listen to those episodes, uh, there was an amazing commercial. I saw advertising dad's conservative right beer to go against Bud Light. And while I don't support that movement per se, I really thought it was funny and want to try the beer. And so does Rohit. And Rohit didn't know, but now he does. So we are going to do an ultra-right beer taste testing because I got in the mail. It's the most expensive beer I have ever bought. I think for a six-pack, it was, what, 30 bucks or something like that? It was crazy. Just to get ultra-right beer. So next week, we will do a live taste I can't talk today. Taste testing of the ultra right beer. I love that. And, and especially since both of us shouldn't be having gluten, um, we're going to really, you know, I think experience it fully, that beer. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll uh, have to take a break mid-show. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear, let's hear your topic, Rohit. I want to get yeah, to this. Yeah, and this topic is, you know, it's been a while since we recorded, but this is such an important story, and I hope that it, you guys won't forget it. But the Sycamore Gap tree. Uh, Aaron, are you familiar with the Sycamore Gap? Tell me. I don't know. Okay, so Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, you may have seen it. But this is a tree. Uh, the Christian Slater film. Yes, maybe. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is with the one with the, the Brian Adams song. Um, the oh, one, everything. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. the Christian Slater so, film. Everyone and it's knows been in a bunch of movies. It might even be a movie studio's logo but it's in britain but there's like this like wall right and it's like this sinking wall that dips down but this big beautiful tree that pops out of that so (coughs) if you google sycamore gap um you'll see (coughs) excuse me i'm getting choked up thinking about it but this tree has been around for 200 plus years almost 300 years and it's been like the most iconic part over a million visitors come to this part of sycamore to see it every year well some fucking dickhead cut it down in the middle of the night like no analyze it yep it's the oh. most famous tree in britain um one of the most famous trees in the world um and i think it was a unesco heritage site um and oh, someone just this this guy who did this was off his rocker yeah this they, is the they, point. yes and they arrested the 16 year old um, oh he should um so first hope he deserves the death penalty I'm not going to disagree. I, he's killing something. Yep. So what does he deserve? And you're going to want hope for this, aren't you? Yeah. Well, just to add to it, after the 16-year-old, oh, they no. also found he um, there was a 68-year-old that he may have been in on it with, so they arrested that person too. Um, Both of them dead. Yeah. I And maybe if not death penalty, I think that they should be in prison until the tree fully regrows, which they say will be two to 300 years. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Um, I, I guess the hope I have, if does this tree have seedlings? Well, what they're saying is um, that uh, a couple of days ago that a national trust manager said, luckily, somehow the stump seemed healthy enough and that there's a, tr- a chance that it could possibly regrow in coppiced form, meaning like you have like a little tiny tree growing out of a big fat stump and it's going to look weird. Um, but if everything goes well, the tree could be 
uh, within two to three hundred years, uh, it's close to the sizes it was is is currently. If all the conditions, if it's properly taken care of, so there's a chance that this tree has life, but it'll be many, many, many generations from now. So I actually believe this is hope, because everything eventually dies, but now with the sycamore tree, at least there's hope that this could even have a longer lifespan than it was gonna have because it's gonna regrow so add the 300 oh, years to it yeah and then uh in the long run in the short term it's sad but also it's a very exciting new new life that this the sycamore tree is giving to generations and i mean the planet might be gone by then but maybe it'll last as long as the planet yeah. so i uh i feel hope there that seedling is the seedling is for it for generations to come, which is beautiful. Okay, you're right. And you know, honestly, the there's also the idea that this might bring awareness to preserving that some of the like you know some of the most beautiful things you can see in the world are natural. And we just had someone that just overnight with just one simple power tool you can get anywhere absolutely destroyed something that's so powerful and meaningful and beautiful that maybe this will hopefully make people more aware. Hopefully, it doesn't lead to copycats. But hopefully, like people will go out of their way to protect their. Why did Why did they not have a security guard though? Because it's who would chop that tree down? Everybody loves it. Who would do off that? their rocker? People are off their rocker right now. It's yeah. Uh, it hurts. Um, it hurts. Well, let's move. Let's move on. I mean, I feel sad, but also a little bit of hope. So let's go to uh, our MAGA Monday segment yeah. where we talk all things, all things politics and. Uh, yeah, and but MAGA. with a magaline, which is with a magaline, which lends extra hilarity and insanity to everything because people are generally off their rocker. Aaron, I yes. just reorganized something so you could kind of kick this one off, just so, you know, so I'm not talking the whole time. Oh, I like when you talk the whole time. Yeah. But <clears throat> did you know, Rohit, mm-hmm. that there was election interference? Ooh. It has come to fruition that in 2020. There was election interference. Interference. Say more, Aaron. All right, I will. Fine. A kooky MAGA warrior was busted for forging his dead dad's name on the 2020 ballot. The Trump superfan busted for allegedly forging his dead father's name on a 2020 election mail-in ballot is a convicted felon who was sentenced to 12 years in prison for financial fraud in order to pay $22 million in restitution, an amount he recently challenged via a bizarre pro se motion in which he requests to identify as Hunter Biden in all future court proceedings. <laughs> so... Uh, there was a, uh, unfortunately, Trump, Donald Trump lost one vote um, in Florida for uh, for this dead guy's dad who identifies as Hunter Biden. So I guess Hunter Biden gave a vote to Donald Trump that Hunter Biden now is rescinding. Well, I'm happy that there's accountability, Aaron. And... You know, it's if we are if we claim to have the safest and most secure elections, we need to protect them. And I'm very happy that this rose to light because, yeah. you know, um, I mean, in the 60s, there was always, you know, the 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 dead voter rolls and all that. That stuff was, that stuff was never was supposed to not be happening again. And 
You know, it's it's there's nothing more powerful than the democracy by the people of the people. Uh, and as soon as people interfere with that, you break trust and you break the promise, the social contract that we have signed with this country. So though I, I would love to have this guy on our show. Honestly, because we lost Feinstein. Um, yeah, we, we want we want in. fake fake Hunter Biden. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh he'd be good. Uh, so what do you what do you have? But by but by the way, this guy is off his rocker. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so, uh, Aaron, have you heard the saying that if um, if nine people have sit at dinner and the 10th chair is filled by a Nazi, you have a dinner with 10 Nazis? You ever heard something like that? No. OK. I've actually um, never heard that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like if. if, if Nine people invite one Nazi to dinner. You have 10 Nazis eating dinner. Um, that, that's a phrase that I've heard. Um, whether you agree with it or not, you know. I actually, I, I, uh, I don't. I agree. Um, I agree with you that at all. I, don't, I think that phrase is stupid. Maybe that's why I've never heard it. I, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's really dumb. It's one, now, of, the, it's one <clears throat> of the dumbest places on the internet, one of the Reddit sayings that you see a lot. Um, but it's also not true. Like if, if I was at a dinner... With not with eight other with ten other people, one was a Nazi. I found out they were a Nazi. I'd immediately I'd immediately start challenging them and yeah. probably eventually ask them to leave. Yep. Um, so it's stupid. That doesn't make sense. And exactly. And then you could also bring up <clears throat> the idea of Daryl Davis, um, you know, uh, a black R and B uh, blues musician that uh, has gotten. Uh, over God, how many KKK members to turn in their robes? Um, oh, right. Yeah, hundreds because he sits down with them and he talks to them and hears them. As Which that I that I'm all about. Over. Yeah, it's amazing. So anyway, um, I'm glad that you and I are of same mind because um, I'm sure you heard about what happened at the Canadian Parliament last week, right? Um, hey, yeah. Also, did not. I, I'm just I'm out of the loop, bro. Okay. Okay. Well. Uh, to a, a, a unanimous with Vladimir, sorry, with um, Zelensky in town, um, and with uh, Trudeau, uh, with being a guest of Justin Trudeau, uh, the two of them, and with Parliament, the entire Canadian Parliament gave a standing ovation, um, and they had a celebratory ceremony for a, a Canadian that he had, you know, he had fought Russia, and he had uh, in World War Two. And he had taken down a lot of Russians. Russians right now, obviously, we're having some problems with them right now. And they yeah. gave him this big standing ovation. Um, and what people failed to sort of acknowledge at the time was that, do you know um, what side Russia was on in World War II? Yeah. They were... Oh, the this was in World War II. Yeah, World War II. Okay, he's a World War II veteran. Okay. Um, he, uh, they failed to also mention even though he was famous for serving in the Waffen-SS, he had uh -oh. killed Poles and Jews, but because he had killed Russians, he was celebrated. And so, and what happened- But I, wait, I'm confused though, because mm -hmm. in World War II, Russia assisted Germany, and they were pretty neutral. World War II, Russia fought with the Allies. And 
there may have been some moments where Russia was a formal ally force. And he, as a Nazi, a Ukrainian Nazi at the time, fought against the Russians. And then there was a bit of fallout after this, Aaron. Oh, I see. Um, Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, after, you know, you saw Trudeau and Zelensky, everybody give him a a, a standing ovation. Um, He, uh, they, uh, Anthony Rota, uh, the very next day, once the news started to break about it, uh, filed for a an emergency action to strike from the records that this Nazi veteran was ever invited and that they had <laughs> And then in a hilarious uh, sort of response, the conservatives in the House stopped the liberals from passing that motion. They're like, nope, this will stay. Um, and then the very next day, Rota um, was relieved of his position um, and resigned. And the crazy part is, is that there's, if you just Googled the name of, um, oh my God, what's his fucking name? I had it in here. Um, just so our listeners can fully catch up. Um, but I'm confused still. Cause yeah. was this guy, cause Russia had a, <clears throat> was with, um, was with Nazi Germany at the beginning of the war and then switched. So Russia was very advantageous, but the Russians he killed were fighting with the allies. And okay. so that's yeah. why I want to make, that's why yes. I was just confused because Russia was not the, all like the, the good guy in the war. They were, they were trying to survive. Basically. They were, but yes, but they were clearly allied with the allied efforts. And, and they, by the time we were in the war, mm-hmm, correct. Before that they were allied with Hitler. Yes, but he was a He was with the... Yes, he was a a formal... And he wasn't... You know, a lot of people were drafted into being Nazis. This guy, um, he said... uh, He actually was a volunteer. He joined it. um, And... um, Why the fuck is his name? His name doesn't matter. Here's... I have hope for you. But he said uh, that... He was part of a unit that took part in the Huta Pianeca massacre, the Pidkamin massacre, the Palakrawi massacre, and he described the SS as being the best days of his life. So, um, yes. I mean, that, you know, at least he's being honest. But I, uh, I just think that sometimes people of all types should do their research <laughs> because uh, on the surface, I can understand uh, there's a way where a... Um, where someone who was killing Russians when Russia was allied with the Nazis can sound, okay, good. You were actually helping before we entered the war. But then once Russia switched because uh, Hitler was going after them and joined our forces out of necessity, he was a bad guy. So why I don't know why people didn't do their research to see which yeah, side he was Yeah, I mean, the funny on. thing is they, they did do their research, but <clears> they <throat> chose not to mention the Waffen-SS because they actually, there's also known as the Galician Division, um, which was kind of like a whitewashing of what they did because they were the Galician <coughs> Division of the SS. And funny enough, there's actually even a statue, a monument in Michigan uh, that is commemorating members of the Galician Division. And... Um, so, yeah, in Warren, Michigan, this it's a monument in honor of the 14th Waffen Grenadier Division of SS. It's a Ukrainian era Nazi faction. Um, 
So, but that was erected uh, to uh, <laughs> Ukrainian Americans um, that that had fought Russians, but. Everybody, yes, everybody that ever heard of World War II understands where this came from, but it was purposely hidden. So I think that was very MAGA to ignore the past and to stand with Nazis. <laughs> and just, and so fortunately, people lost their jobs. And uh, <laughs> that's yeah. not MAGA. Usually, if you, if yeah. you, uh, you don't really lose your jobs no matter what, once you're, as long as you stay MAGA. So it's not exactly. MAGA of them to actually give them consequences. Correct. But it's MAGA of them to, it, dude, it's the most cringe <laughs> thing watching them chick clap for this Nazi. And the good thing is, once this got out, Poland is now fi filing for extradition so they can put this 90-something-year-old on trial for fucking war crimes. And I love it. <laughs> All right, there. There's yeah. my hope. Uh, and, you, and you have one more MAGA Monday. Yeah. Uh, this one I just thought was funny. Um, okay. That uh, <laughs> Joe Biden is now building the wall. <laughs> Hell so, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. After campaigning that there will not be one square foot of wall being built under his watch, um, he has now authorized uh, wall construction um, between the U.S. and Mexico. Look, difficult times call for more wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, everybody's going to forget it pretty quick, though. So he's doing the most MAGA thing that he campaigned against. He is doing it. <laughs> Build the wall. Yeah. Build the wall. <laughs> Um, anyway, our, that's our MAGA our, Monday. Well, great MAGA Monday. And now, now we're going to go into some sports. We've got yeah. a debate. We've got a bunch of things that are going to put, I think, our audience off their rocker. But yes. very, my topic is nuts. Uh, but let's do some sports. So we've yes. got um, the first one is, uh, oh, well, I just want to briefly talk about this Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing. Boo! Now I want to, Rohit, and you know this. Yes. And I want you to give me credit. Um, I have been anti this, and I, I feel it's fake. I think that these things are setups for, she has her movie coming out. He's uh, in the NFL, the NFL's on, and he's like in a bunch of commercials for like uh, the COVID vaccine and some other stuff. And, uh, and I just think this felt like such a setup. Build his reputation, get people to go see her movie so she's on TV a lot when she can't really do talk shows because of the strikes. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Rohit? I will say you were right that this is the most heinous, annoying thing in the world. At first, you know, we have a group chat and we we're just like, oh, that's so cute, you know? No, and I would. Except Aaron. Aaron, you know, was just like, no, this is the worst. And we're like, Aaron, stop being so cynical. It's nice. And you're like, this is the worst. And then, yeah, a couple of days later, I'm like, okay, this is the fucking worst. Because what happened was, for our listeners, so Taylor Swift, dating Travis Kelsey, who you could many say is the Taylor Swift of the NFL because of popularity and how, you know, his, his just overall impact in the game. The um, But no it, one, it's, like people outside of football fans have no idea yes, who he was until this, right now. Yes, and here's what I'm going to say why I'm now super mad about it. It's not just cute anymore. Number one, when uh, it was fish formally announced that Taylor Swift and and Travis Kelsey were dating, all of a sudden these annoying ass Swifties started going out like, hey, let's watch football. Great, I have no problem with that. But then as there's people saying, hey, if everybody wants to buy a, a, a uniform, a jersey to support, he's number 87. And then there's people commenting, well, you can't wear the Kansas City Chiefs jersey because it has an arrowhead and that's problematic. And so I'm like, oh my God. So now we have these morons like trying to like, like put all their annoying shit into our league even more. Um, so next they, uh, 
after the NFL literally blatantly gave the Chiefs the win over the Jets with some awful, awful calls um, when the Chiefs were in town, when Taylor was in town watching the, the Chiefs, the NFL immediately posted on their Instagram, 2-0 and since being Swifties. Yeah. Oh they are, the NFL has never taken a stance on an individual team, never bragged about it. And this is moments after the most blatant bullshit ref calls um, to give the Chiefs. Wait, and, and did you say about the, uh, should we talk about the uh, TV ratings for the NFL? It was oh, their biggest us. rated, their biggest rated uh, Sunday night football games were the two with uh, Taylor Swift ever. They got way it's, more ratings than they've ever gotten because she was there and people tuned in who never would watch football just because Taylor Swift, they kept panning to her. I didn't watch. I refused. But they apparently kept panning to her, um, yep. cheering and, and stuff. And they, I just think it's all fake and it's uh, all for attention and it's all just like I would doubt they're even dating. It was just like, let's pair I mean, it seemed like she was genuinely excited hanging with the mom and, you know, seemed pretty happy. So I don't know. I'm sure they're still fucking. And... The, <laughs> But I think the thing is, after the backlash, after the NFL changed all their social profiles to picture Taylor Swift, they're just doing Taylor Swift updates, like not even NFL updates. Uh, they got a bit of backlash. So they, they turned all that off. Um, but it's disgusting. And I don't think here's the thing. I do not care who on the planet is dating somebody else. I do not think we should know anything about any individual's personal lives ever unless they're committing a crime that, you know, um, and unless or unless they care about ours specifically there i just don't think people should ever gossip about other people's lives we shouldn't ever know i don't think we should know at all who's dating who in the fucking nfl i just think it's gross to know even know that shit um and i'm and it's sickening that we were forced to know it and then we're forced to like have games be impacted by it and now we've all we shouldn't we like we shouldn't know that rohit is banging daniel jones yeah, uh, that well daniel and i you know we try to keep that under wraps, but thank you. For <laughs> uh, well, well, so now that we've crushed a uh, trailer or whatever they're called, uh, MLB playoffs, Rohit, this is, this is, this is uh, a big week, a big, big week. And by the time we have our next show, we'll, we'll know maybe more, maybe not yet, but both of our teams, the Orioles as predicted, you just Buy gotta, you. you know what? You, you just gotta listen to me more. I am, I'm right too much of the time, Rohit. You I just know, gotta scary. listen to it's me more. It's fucking scary. <clears throat> Trevor Bauer, you just gotta listen to me more. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, you got some dubs recently. Yeah. Uh, the strike happening, how it happened. I mean, uh, anyway, I, we won't go into just how right it. No, I, also, I'm wrong a lot of the time. It's just with some of these things lately, I've been. Uh, Putting up some W's. But MLB playoffs. All right, our teams are in it. Um, wh- how I just want to know what, what your gut feeling is. Because I have a gut, uh, a gut feeling of where this is all headed um, for the World Series. Um, By the way, it's okay. an awesome playoffs because it's a lot of new teams. It's fun. It's, everyone should be watching. It's, it's been great baseball. Aaron, I am like scared to death. I lost sleep last night because I just can't believe. I mean, the Orioles last time they were in playoffs was 2016. Um, and obviously, we lost in the first round. Um, and but, when Encarnacion. Yeah. Oh. I just, I just don't, I'm too scared. We, our first game is uh, at the time of this recording is 10 a.m. tomorrow, Pacific time. And I don't want to say I'm feeling good. 
because that just leads to bad things. I felt so good about the New York Giants season. Um, <laughs> and now we're the, easily hands down the worst team in the NFL. Um, and so I, I just don't know what to do. I, well, let me, let me ask you about your prep for the game. Because everyone is interested, like, when your team is playing and it's the play. This is a huge game. I mean, anyone who's even a, a little bit of an Orioles fan is going to be watching this. I'm sure Maryland is going to be going insane. So what's your prep? Like, do you get up at a certain time? Do you get food ready? Like, are you yeah. going to watch it with people or are you going to watch it solo? Uh -huh. I've watched, I've gone to the, so my, my usual thing is because there's, you know, you know, my partner hates baseball, but she'll sometimes tolerate it. She likes it, it a little me. more. She likes it a little more, but she'll be like, I'd rather, she'd rather literally probably watch, I don't know, anything. Um, but she's gotten better. Uh, so tomorrow morning, since it's Saturday morning, I'm going to get up. I'm going to make breakfast, make myself uh, and her a nice egg breakfast. Put on, I haven't decided whether I'm putting on my retro Cal Ripken jersey or my Matt Weeders jersey. Ooh. And, All right. Um, the last time the Orioles won a World Series was with Cal Ripken as a rookie. But... Um, 1984? Two. Two. All right. Yeah. Last time they also won 100 games. Um, so you've got your routine. Yep. And I... Uh, that's that. But I'm just... Then I'm going to sit there, nervous, looking at my phone... Uh, in between innings because I'm going to need to distract myself because when your team's in the playoffs, as you know, every pitch matters. Well, every you could be on Twitter the whole time. single pitch. Yeah. You could be on Twitter seeing Orioles Twitter go crazy. Yeah, I am in some Orioles uh, Twitter, like, community things that, you know, those those communities are kind of cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm so nervous, Aaron. I am so fucking nervous. I think of any team I've watched, uh, Orioles team in my life, since the 96 Orioles, this, I think, is the best team we've had. Um, yeah, they're good. And I don't know. There's a chance. There's a chance that we could win this series. Um, so I believe it. I think yeah. uh, you will win this series. They're playing the Rangers, right? Yep. So I think you will win the series against the Rangers. Who's pitching first game? Um, oh, good question. Uh, I'll tell you. Like, Let's see the matchup real quick for game one. Yeah. Kyle Bradish is pitching for Baltimore. Um, he's, he's been pretty good. Um who is playing for Texas? I think they, I don't think Texas, Texas hasn't named a starter yet. Right, because they had to use their good pitchers in the last series. So I think the Orioles win in four. Um, we sweep? No, it's a oh, it's, it's best a five, of five. Games. Yeah, yeah. So you win in four. Um, you win at home. No, you win on the road actually. I think, and then then you will play the Twins, and I don't know who's going to win that. But that's my prediction. Um, I think I think it's the Twins or the Orioles in the in the AL against the Dodgers, who are going to go win the World Series this year. Twi okay, say so you said the Orioles are going to the World Series this year. The Orioles or the Twins are going to win out of the AL. I, my psychic mind can't decide quite yet. Um, yeah. it's, I mean, I'm the whole country is going to be rooting for the Twins against Houston. We know that. And then the Dodgers are going to come out of the NL. I'm sure of that, actually. So, yeah. And then the Dodgers I think are going to win the World Series. I, 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 I think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, too. And I think uh, the Dodgers are going to – I think Philly's going to upset Atlanta. Um, I agree. I, I, too, I think that Atlanta uh, flailed a little at the end, and they are going to lose. So it's going to be yep. Phillies-Dodgers, which is epic rematch of 2008. Uh, yep. And then or, uh, Orioles-Twins, which will be epic. And then it'll lead to 
a very good World Series. Probably seven gamer. So, and you have one. We we should move on because we have too much to get to still. But what you had one more sports update. Uh, I did have one more sports update, um, and I accidentally closed our. Could you tell me what it is in there, and then I'll tell you. Oh, attendance, or maybe it's mine. Oh no, this is okay, Aaron. You're talking about getting doves, right? Yeah. You have. We you mentioned a few of those already, and I'm gonna give you another one. Yes. Okay. Where Major League Baseball has drawn its highest attendance since 2017. Wow. You have been arguing for years, Aaron. Yes. I've been saying baseball, the sport you and I both objectively love. We can say that. Yeah. We love the game. I've been saying it's been dying for a long time. And I guess with these new rules, with new young faces, and, you're, and you've been always saying, no, it's, it's going to get bigger and this and that. Well, at least it's improving on its own numbers and yeah, and improve it. And we're at a, like a six year high uh, for attendance and- And the TV um, ratings were up way big uh -huh. time too. Yep, and games are 24 minutes shorter down to an average of two minutes and 40, two hours and 40 minutes. So tickets are being sold more um, and man, I'll give you another dub. Thanks, man. Yeah, it, it's because there's this great article that I read a long time ago that people have been saying baseball is dying since the 1920s. And then it goes in cycles where it has ups and downs and ups and downs. And it had, I guess, a down for a little bit. And now it's back uh, up. So and then it'll have downs again. But right now it's got, as you said, a lot of young faces. There's some new rules. Um, they're building the star power of some of these guys way more than they were five, ten years ago, so there's a lot more stars coming out of the game. Um, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so we have one hope in 60, because we got to yes. get to this debate and topic. Yes. Too. Okay, so one hope in 60, Aaron. Uh, let me start the timer. Is... I'm not trying to be so arrogant. I just happen to be right a lot lately. Yeah, it's it's you were due. I'll tell you, I was due. I had a yeah. big a lot of L's, a lot of L's yeah. up for a while. Yeah. Um, all right. This next one is that um, mortgage rates just hit eight uh, percent, and that's really bad because previously when they were at seven percent, if you bought a four hundred thousand dollar house with a seven percent mortgage, you're paying one million dollars by the time that loan is paid off, um, and now eight percent makes it a lot, lot, lot more. Um, Aaron, as a non-homeowner, I will never get to own a house. Please bring hope. You have your friend Aaron right here, who is a uh, owner of a home, and he pays you. And you look out. You love your friends. I got twenty seconds. You love your friends, right? You always yes. want the best for them. Yes. My interest rate rhymes with rue point rate. Jesus it, fucking Christ. So you love your friends, so yeah. at least you can be happy that one of your friends got locked into a low rate. Oh, I'm going to end this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To be fair, your house is far, like, echelons more amazing than uh, where I live. But you, uh, you, uh, yeah, anyway. I'm paying somebody else's mortgage, but yes. Yeah, you're paying someone else's mortgage, but your house is sick. Well, thank you. Yeah, um, that's it for Hope and 60. No hope fault there. But anyway, <laughs> one, let's get to our debate. All right. This debate, and thank you for being happy for your friends, obviously. Yeah. 
Um, uh, all right. So the debate is Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. And here's why. Hillary Clinton said there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the Trump cult members. Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, in an interview on Thursdays, Thursday with CNN's, uh, some, I can't pronounce her name, called for a systematic deprogramming of Donald Trump's MAGA cult members. Clinton acknowledged that the former president will likely be the Republican presidential nominee. Clinton said Trump's negative, nasty form of politics resonates with his supporters because they may not like migrants and are homophobic, racist, and misogynistic. She wrote, it's classic, a classic tale of an authoritarian populist who really has a grip on the emotional, psychological needs and desires of a portion of the population and the base of the Republican Party for whatever combination of reasons, and it is emotional and psychological, sees in him someone who speaks for them. And they are determined that they will continue to vote for him, attend his rallies, wear his merchandise, because for whatever reason, he and his very negative, nasty form of politics resonates with them. Uh, maybe they don't like migrants. Maybe they don't like gay people or black people. But you know, Make America Great Again was a bid for nostalgia to return to a place where people couldn't be in charge of their lives. Um, and she goes on and on. But you get her point, right? I mean, um, I acknowledge her point. Uh, she said, so it is like a cult, and somebody has to break that momentum. And that's why I believe Joe Biden will defeat him. Hopefully then that will be the end, and the fever will break, and Republicans could try to get back to fighting about issues and elect people who are at least reasonable and accountable. Um, so. What is our debate uh, I, I, What? What is the debate then? You have to pick a side of do you support in the in uh hillary clinton's comments do you support trump and the maga or do you support hillary clinton and her comments no i think you can support you can find hillary clinton's comments absolutely reprehensible and still not support donald trump but what's wrong about what she said oh so what she's saying is to stop authoritarianism by the way, hating, everybody, hate is a human emotion. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's not illegal to hate, to feel hate. Okay? And She's not saying that anything should, she's just she's, saying. She is saying there needs to be formal re-education. So what she wants to do was, is open up re-education camps. No, no, no. She's just saying there needs to be a reprogramming. Like, new leaders need to come into a, power. She, no, she said a formal reprogramming of their, fan, of their base, of their cult. What, do, what does that mean, Aaron? How do you formally it, reprogram? She says, and how people. do you do that? Because you said you have to defeat them by defeating their leader. Their leader is Donald Trump. And then she said, at this point, I think, sadly, he'll be the nominee. And we have to just be smarter about how we empower the right people inside the Republican Party. She did not say anything about camps or anything. It's just a phrase, reprogramming the party, getting the party not to think in terms of this MAGA cult. So do you side with those comments, how the leaders of the Republican Party should not be MAGA, or do you support the MAGA party? That's the debate. Are you going to support I, I, Hillary Clinton? I absolutely loathe the MAGA party, and I absolutely loathe Hillary Clinton and her party. You have I to pick one. I voted for this monster. No, I then I will go, uh, uh, then I'll side with the American people. And first of all, she's demonizing an entire part of the country, saying they're a cult, saying they're all homophobic, saying all they all hate them immigrants. She's, she's general, she's, broad, she's creating, a, creating this entire population with a broad brush Okay, not yeah. acknowledging that there are gay and minority people that voted for Donald Trump. But she's saying, no, you're all homophobic. You all hate immigrants. She's, she's saying that. Okay, then she's saying the words formal reprogramming. 
okay? Which means, okay? And then she, yeah, she, she'll try to back into it. She, what she's literally doing is using authoritarian language and divide, she is no better than fucking Mao or anybody, like what, how do you protect, again, I asked you this question before and I'll ask it to you again, Aaron. How do you promote democracy through fascism? What she is saying is nothing short of fascism. Uh, in the in Vietnam communist government in 1975, they get imprisoned 200 to 300,000 government workers and supporters of the former regime to re-educate them, right? And then a total of 1, 1 to 2.5 million people were imprisoned in these re-education camps overall. 165,000 of them died of diseases, okay? And in Mao, he had re-education camps that, where they taught people about what they were meant to be modern beliefs at the time, Marxism, Leninism. Anyone suspected of not being loyal enough was sent to these re-education camps. She believes this country only prospers when you have one point of view. She believes that you have to formally re-educate an entire part of the population and demonizes them. You tell me you support that. Please tell me you support that. So Rohit, this debate was is called a setup because I knew there wasn't a debate. What I wanted, which thank you for giving me, is uh, I wanted to put, I want to make a debate with, I think, two people that you hate the most against each other yeah. and see how Enough. you reacted. Yeah. And uh, you did, you did a great job. I just, yeah. I want to thank you for that. Um, this wasn't actually a debate. It was simply, I saw the headline on uh, Drudge Report and I was like, this has to, I have to present this to Rohit and just see how, Ro so Rohit is already brown, but he got, he got red brown. <laughs> I'm not it's... racist because you know I'm not racist, but you know what I mean. He's like steaming. I'm, I'm actually like right now, I've, I just attached my Apple watch and I'm measuring my, my blood pressure right now. It's, it's yeah. doing a, a live measure. Okay, it actually... I think my resting is 62. It's 69 now. <laughs> um, nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice blood pressure. So it went up seven. Yeah. Um, just from that moment. Yeah. Well, Rohit, thank you for doing the debate. You answered, you. I think, both sides very well. And, yeah. uh, and now I have to bring up my topic, too, because I, yes, I really do. actually want to. Let's move wanna, on from this. I Looks really like want to get to this. And I, uh, yeah. I just wanted to see what happened. You bait me sometimes with topics where, that, are yeah. un, uh, oh, yeah. that are unanswerable. And I wanted to see where you went we're, there. We're both just masters of baiting. So. <laughs> and uh, I'll say that Rohit briefly went off the rocker there. there as rocker, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that you worked. You got to trigger me. Yeah. I know. I know your trigger uh, trigger words. It rhymes, it's, rhymes with really written. And Ronald uh, Rump. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, what the only thing I'll say about that debate before I go into this is what it does show is you you can there is gray area. You can hate both. Yes. You're allowed to despise both. And you should. And you Hillary. should. <laughs> well, you shouldn't say that because that's going against what you just said about people having free thought. But you are allowed to hate both. Yes. You're allowed to yes. think Hillary Clinton sucks and Donald Trump sucks in the same sentence. Yes. You are allowed to do that. So this is my topic, and it is infuriating to me and disgusting, and I am upset, and I feel no hope. Kanye West, about an hour ago, uh -oh. filed a new trademark. Uh -oh. For a financial services, clothing, streaming, and more, it is what? spelt. It is spelt 
Y E W S. It's called use. Like for like Yeezy, use. So it's like Jews. And uh, it's. Um, uh, and also, his, his office apparently, where he filed it, is like a block from me on Melrose. I'm not saying exactly where, but a. Uh, it's vi- uh, Anyway, I, it's very close to where I live. Um, <laughs> I just. So, are you not happy that Kanye is Jewish now? Uh, and uh, so that people are speculating that it's uh, um, praise. You know, he's he's praised Hitler recently. He's gone against the Jews, and now he's naming it this, like as though he's taking over the Jewish people. Like, it's. So I need hope because this is pretty disgusting. Well, Aaron, I have so much hope to give you. First of all, Kanye West became not um, anti-Semitic after he said he saw a Seth Rogen movie and found Seth Rogen funny. He even said that. So obviously, (laughs) he's not. This is real news, people. This is like really a thing. Um, So obviously, he can't be anti-Semitic anymore because he watched a Seth Rogen movie. So checkmate. Um, Right. Okay. And no hope yet. Yeah. Secondly, um, he's associating Jewish people with financial services. Right? No, and music, and it's a lot of things. But yes, okay, those are great, some of the great. things. Yeah, yeah. So that those are good things to be associated with. Um, everybody loves stereotypes, truly. And um, so yes, he's he's reinforcing really positive stereotypes. I mean, right. who doesn't want to be in yeah. financial and music industry and uh, news industry and all that? Um, Thirdly, yeah, so far you're doing you're doing a hell of a job. This probably is an olive branch, right? <laughs> right. Um, and now he's he's one of the chosen, right? You know, he's part of the tribe um, unofficially, but he's Jewish because he started a company called Use. Fourthly, I don't know if I'm four or five. I don't know how many me fleas this, but this is the last one. Is there a chance, Aaron, that this you was tell, you just... You sound like President Biden right now. He always does like... And one, and a two, yeah, and it's, a it's, three. It, it's an easy way to get people to follow. I, I will not fault him for that. So, fourthly and finally, is there a chance that this is just a play on the word use, like U-S-E, like, hey, I'm going to use this to for my music. I'm going to use this no, for my there's a zero percent. Like, there's a zero percent chance. He puts a Y in front of his things. Right, for Yeezy, right? But, like, it's like Yeezy and you use things, so use. Yeah, but it's not. It's spelled Y E W S. Because Yeezy is Y E, right? And where's the W then? Well, <laughs> if if there was an S, it would be Yeez, and that doesn't make that doesn't rhyme with use. You have to have the W. Mm-hmm. Um, um, because again, fifthly, that's an homage to Jewish people because they're the only ones that you can take um, the E W and make it sound like a U. I have zero hope right now. I think it is disgusting. I think all five or seven. I've given you five of, hopes. Five, all five or seven of your points were uh, were no, gave me no hope. I think it is terrible that this guy is doubling down on his anti-Semitic stuff, and he is uh, getting more attention. And it's just going to make more people hate Jews for no reason. And uh, I think it is. Um, what if I called my new company like? You lax. And they were like, and I, it was like a basketball company. Like that's just blatant. It was like, they, they, it was like for rappers and basketball players. Like that's, and it's called you lax. 
Like that's, I would never do that. It's an example of what's wrong. But is it kind of like chillax? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. here's the thing. Like I'd be immediately just, like destroyed. As someone that comes from a faith of peace, shouldn't you open their heart to the idea that he might be pro-Semitic? That this could be something? No. But, <laughs> no. No, I, did, I did don't. He hire, did he hire any Jewish people to run it? Or I, 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 no, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I, 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 uh, uh, oh. I love breaking news, by the way. Breaking uh, news. This is, a, this is breaking yeah. news. I'm sure we'll hear more about it. But you know what? We got to move on. Show's about yeah. to wrap. We, we're we're going to have to wait, get to submissions another time. But we have one piece of hope, Rohit. We have in our guest, the BTS, or Sandoval, uh, in, in honor of our beloved Tom Sandoval of a show we've <laughs> never watched. Um, uh, the pump uh, Vanderpump Rules. Uh, but... Uh, so can you guess what our beloved Tom Sandoval, one of the best uh, TV personalities to ever grace the small screen, is doing right now? <coughs> um, I'm going to guess he's doing dog grooming. Oh, that would be so charming of our beloved Tom. <laughs> but no, he is in a new show called Special Forces, which follows celebrities as they go through real military training. Sandoval can be seen saying, the whole country's pissed off at me. I had an affair and want to take a beating. Coming out of the experience, the reality star said he felt a sense of liberation and pride. So, I... I, love him. I yeah, he is... What a mensch. <laughs> Wait, does, is mensch a Jewish person or not? I always confuse that. No, mensch is a good person. Someone is a, a fr person. Jewish okay. phrase that's like a... Yiddish phrase that's like a, a good person, someone who's generous, someone who wishes the best for, for others before themselves. Um, like you were with the uh, interest, interest rate thing, you know, like being a mensch. So look, our beloved Sandoval uh, and all his uh, pride um, is on this new show. I sure as hell am going to say I watched. <laughs> <laughs> um. I love it. Well, you know, maybe we'll do a watch party, Aaron. And Let's I, do a watch we, party. As Standovals, we are so happy. Um, <laughs> and I think that's how Aaron, we end I, our show. Yeah, actually, but I do have a bonus uh, 4chan. Um, oh, you do? All right, let's, yes, let's end with yes. that. Let's end with that. For, for, from 4chan with love. We're yes, ending the, with that. Yes, and this one is titled Incest Porn. Um, and the topic was, why is incest popular right now when incest is taboo? You think any porn viewers right here would be R-worded enough to fuck their family members? Um, and this is a 4chan conversation again. And the answer was, Zoomers aren't forming any relationships in their lives since they just play video games and watch TikTok and masturbate all day. So the only people who even slightly care about them are their immediate family. So imagine this care in a sexual way. And that one kind of Whoa. fucked me up. Yeah. Um. Well, that's a way to end the show. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? This this whole theme was off the rock, off their rocker. So yeah. we ended it with someone really off their rocker. And yep, yep. Uh, thank you for that. And Rohit, this has been a, a blast of a show. We've really gone too far on most of As it. As usual. 
as usual and uh, until next week uh, stay hopeful stay positive and remember we're all off our rocker in a little bit of a yes and, and we love all our yous out there in the audience <laughs> uh, oh it's gonna become a thing too it's yeah. really gonna become a thing it's <laughs> yeah. gonna become like what's up you like, yeah. What's up, my you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Oh yeah. God. No. 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 Uh, all right. Until next time. Stay home. <laughs> Bye, everybody. When the world seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes. That glimmer of hope. A light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless soul. With Aaron and Rose.